0: You're listening to the Casual Swinger Podcast. As your host, we need to warn you that the material you're about to hear may be sexual or explicit in nature. This podcast is intended for an adult audience. Now, we don't expect you to act like adults. What's the fun in that?
1: We're a married couple living in Florida with over 13 years of experience in the lifestyle, and we take almost nothing seriously. Casual Swinger is a variety show, meaning we'll cover everything from music to events, travel, and even the occasional hilarious screw-up. Our show is about entertainment. We're not licensed professionals
0: Not anything.
1: And our stories, commentary and guidance should not be confused with the opinions of a licensed professional.
0: Now that you know, let's take those pants off and get comfy.
1: Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Casual Swinger. My name's Mickey.
0: And I'm Mallory.
1: Wow, oh, I, I could have sworn I did that last time, but you were right.
0: What do you mean? Oh, the intro? Yeah. No, it was me. I
1: always forget stuff. It's not good. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back. We're going to talk today <laughs> about something that is maybe, I, I want, almost called it a little dry, but it's really not dry, oh. is it?
0: Oh, I see oh, what you did there. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm hilarious. Anyway, this episode's called Slippery When Wet. And this is an episode that's really all about. Lube and lube safety, and probably shit that's going to scare you to death. And this is one of those we're going to learn <laughs> well, you episodes.
0: I was going to say, way to get them to, you know, stay tuned and listen through the whole Look, thing. Look, fear fucking hey. works. The
1: insurance industry exists <laughs> yeah. purely to scare the shit out of people.
0: Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, there's pieces of information here that are a little shocking, and, and as much as. We use lube and have used lube and done a research even in this. You know, I learned a lot. You did a ton of research um, backing some of the topics we're going to discuss. And I mean, I was a little shook, you know, but it's it's one of those things I think you have to take it with a grain of salt.
1: You do. And I think if for my part anyway, I, I did just about as much research for this episode as I've ever done for an episode we've done.
0: You know, I, I have to give you credit. Uh y- I'm always impressed with the amount of effort that you put into um, a subject as you're trying to learn. And this this relates not just to the podcast in itself, like everything you've ever done, like stuff with our kids, right, when they were like in school and doing projects and stuff and teaching them how to research. I, I was very, very fascinated with your methodology, but, I mean, you, you spent a long time Yeah, this gathering episode this information. didn't happen in a week. <laughs> no, it didn't. I mean, really, ever since we did the... Um, The sex Sex toys toys episode of the for novelty use only. Because people were asking questions and were like, you know, there was so much information about sex toys that we didn't have time to get into lube and. Yeah,
1: I don't think we're going to be able to cover this one in a standard length episode. I mean, I shit you not, guys. You know, lube is the standard in every bedroom in America. It Almost everyone uses lubricant. Literally over 90% of couples re- report using lubricant at some point.
0: It's a billion dollar market. <laughs>
1: it is. It's a billion dollar market in 2020. And the U.S. uses 37% of that.
0: So 40% of the lube sold is in the U.S. alone. That's yes. not including Canada or, mm-hmm. okay.
1: Yeah, that means that Americans are horny as shit.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. I gathered that.
1: Yeah, well, anyway, we're going to dig into this. We're going to tell you guys what we learned, uh, aside from the fact that Americans are horny as shit. But before we do that, uh, you know, we only got a couple days to go to the big day.
0: <sighs> Whew, yeah, I get um, <laughs> I get my breast augmentation uh, about 48 hours from now.
1: Oh, boy.
0: I'm not going to lie. Uh, brutal honesty, I'm kind of freaking out a little bit. Are you? I'm nervous, of course. I mean, it's surgery, right? I just messaged
1: all my friends and said, guys, I'm going to get some tig old bitties to play with.
0: (laughs) They're not going to be that big. I think for people who don't see me on their regular, if they notice, it'll be marginal, right? Um, I'm just trying to reestablish the volume that I had previously. But anyone who's I've talked to, and it's only been a couple, I'm, I'm fascinated by the mentality that they have. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's no big deal. And I'm like, Are you kidding me? It's general anesthesia. It's surgery. It's- I think
1: that's the thing that scares you more than anything, is the general anesthesia.
0: Yeah, maybe. Yeah,
1: like me, I'm I've like, only knock been- me the fuck out. Let's do this. Dude, I- you're just getting a hangnail fixed. Whatever.
0: <laughs> do it. I know it's good for a very short amount of time. You know, I think what bothers me is elective. Am I borrowing trouble from this? You know, stuff like that. But at the same time... It's just one of those, the only time I've ever been under general anesthesia is when I had an emergency C-section. It was a very, very stressful time. And when I came back from it, I was, I did not handle it well. So, I don't know. I guess maybe I'm just pulling from something that was a little traumatic and like maybe that's why I'm freaking out. Like, I'm excited. Don't get me wrong. I'm still going through this. Like, the excitement outweighs you know, the the last minute second guessing. That's just, that's my personality in general.
1: Try to look at it this way.
0: If you die, you're going to be asleep. You won't know. Oh, my God. This is why I don't come to you for reassurance. No? No. That didn't help? That was not, no. Oh. I need someone to give me a hug right now. I'm
1: sorry. The dog will hug you. He's I a know. big hugger.
0: That's, and he'll be sleeping in the bed with me. I don't know where you'll be, but.
1: No, <laughs> I just got myself kicked <laughs> out. Well, hey, what about an update on slutty summer? How's that going?
0: Um, it's okay. <laughs> it's, there's just some weirdness going on. I know it should be stacking boys, right? Or stacking um suitors. And it's just too hard for me. I would think with it being a little ADD that having like these multiple conversations should actually feed that part of me. And I just can't keep up and I'm not interested in that. So this onesie at a time has proven not to be the most successful pattern because then, you know, one once one's not a fit you know and then i move on to the other it's not layered and i think that's probably that's a more strategic process mm-hmm. so i i got to find a balance so since we la- my last hookup i don't know about a month ago
1: it was more than, that. than a half ago something yeah.
0: like that yeah <laughs> I haven't really found anybody. It more than two episodes ago. So. Yeah, I mean, and there was some weirdness because, like, we had planned for more hookups and there's just some weird shit happened and, like, you just got to gotta roll with the punches. I'm ta- I am talking to somebody really fucking cool that I can't wait to meet. We just couldn't make a date work before I had surgery, but he did offer to bring me coffee after surgery, so. Wow, that I is know. an investment in getting laid right there. Like, I'm going to bring you late.
1: coffee when I can't have you and I maybe gonna, you'll like me later.
0: Exactly. All
1: right. Well, I I do think you're onto something there, though, that like starting from ground zero is like every time you decide this is a frog and you're like, okay, ground zero, start over again. And then you take a month of chat or whatever. And that makes for a slow summer.
0: Yeah. And, you know, lucky us. We've been busy with other things, too. So finding dates to like meet people and like pull the trigger has been a little difficult. Yeah. Well,
1: you know, I know last episode I did the whole like what grinds Mickey's gears. And I'm going to tell you guys this time that Southwest can suck my dick. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Southwest can
1: open wide yeah. and chug deeply from my balls. Uh, and I know this is, you know, not you, but uh, so something happened. We went to Nashville. We're going to talk about it in a hot second. We went to Nashville, hung out with Dave and Andy, went to a great concert. We were on our way back and I had a few masks in my bag and I couldn't find them. I could only find one mask in my bag right Which at is the airport. so
0: unlike you because you usually have them with traveling like in the same place every single time. And you have multiples and you only had that one. Oh, and I, was I like, can
1: tell you why. It's because I brought my photography bag with me and I didn't have all my shit in that bag. Yeah. So <clears throat> what basically happened was I had a mask that I bought as a gag to explain you know, to friends and whatnot how I feel about the mask mandates. This mask says, this is bullshit. And it's, it was really designed as a joke, but it was the only goddamn mask I had. So I threw it on, walked through the airport, got high five after high five after high five. Like, you wouldn't believe the number of people that agreed with my mask. Uh, but that's really not why I wore it. I didn't wear it to cause a scene or stir up any shit. It just kind of happened. So anyway, we're in the terminal, right? We're in public in the terminal. We're not, we're not anything. We're not on the plane, not doing any BS. I knew that I was going to have to put on a paper mask by the time I got on the plane. Fortunately, they had plenty of those to give away. It really wasn't an issue. But in the meantime, I'm wearing my bullshit mask, and a gate superintendent, somebody that just happened to see me walking along, took issue with my mask and came over and flipped shit on me, said that my mask was vulgar and offensive, which I happen to know what vulgar and offensive looks like. It ain't that. And started waving a replacement mask in my face, which pissed me off. It's like you know, get the get out of my face. You know, you don't have to be in my grill, and I'm not going to do what you asked me to do. I'm sorry, but First Amendment well, says you never, I can do what I want.
0: Well, you you actually said I think we knew when you put that mask on that you were going to have to change it. Yeah, right? of course. Like it, it was just one of those things. Yeah, and, I really
1: wasn't worried about changing it before I got on the plane. That's their plane. They right, can make any rules they want. Because
0: it's not like we had a lot of time from when we went through security, which was fine. Went through the other gates, which was fine to when we were going to be about to board. And the only reason you had left where we were boarding, because you were about to change it anyways, I was already looking for the paper mask for you because you you knew you couldn't wear it on the airplane. Like, you told, I heard you tell them that you were going to change it before you got on the plane. Yes, absolutely And it didn't from afar. I know you, and I know how short your fuse is at times. And you didn't seem physically upset, like your mannerisms weren't telling me that you were angry. Um, hers were so it was a little confusing until you got up to me so I could get the rest of the story because I, I missed what had happened by oh yeah
1: she like ran over and tracked me down and she was pissed and she, she was she was threatening me with a lifetime ban from Southwest and she said I can and I will ban you from this airline for life yeah I'm like I'm not on your plane you can't do anything to me I'm not even I'm not on your property I have nothing to do with you right now
0: yeah, and, and see, she
1: didn't stop. She just kept, and then she followed. I'm over here, me. like,
0: what the fuck is happening? Yeah, she <laughs> followed me over
1: to where you were standing to continue to berate me in front
0: of people. Yeah, she, she, yeah, she showed up while we were trying to board. I'm literally handing you the mask, and I think she, I think she came over just to like drive it home and make sure that you were gonna do what you're saying you're gonna do. And and I guess part of me is like, yeah, fucking people suck, and 90 percent of them that she runs into are probably assholes and don't listen. But it seemed very aggressive and uncalled for at the same time especially
1: the threats like i've been a southwest customer for a long time and i have a shitload of southwest points
0: and you're you're you've been traveling so long like you know not to piss off the gate agents you know not to treat the um, i treat
1: them like gold
0: the stewards and pilots, like anyone who's in that industry and services you well yeah what i mean
1: you've heard me get off an airplane hundreds of times what do i say every time i get off that plane to those stewards. Uh,
0: thanks for a great ride yeah. have a great rest your shift thanks you're you thank everyone even yep. if you didn't interact with them 100 the percent.
1: i've never been rude to a single gate agent or single airline personnel ever but that woman took it upon herself to chase me down and fuck with my day and then not only that threatened to make it so i can't travel that anymore. was
0: that was one of the oddest interactions i think we've ever had now granted he had a mask on. This is this is bullshit, and she was offended by it. And I think that's could have been where it started. That's you it. You know, it. She was pissed off, and it, she felt like she could do it, something about it. Is it the most PC thing you could award? No, but at the same time, it's vague enough. It probably. I don't. I don't even fucking know. Maybe you know someone close to her died. Who fucking knows anyone else's backstory? But it was just. It was so surreal because I'm sitting there and I'm like, if I have to write back. In a car from Nashville, I'm going to be kind of cranky.
1: Oh, I can tell you that if I was alone, I would have driven home from Nashville out of spite. Yeah, I know. I would have told her to eat shit, gotten my money back, and either taken another flight or driven. And honestly, if I didn't have to be back for work. But if somebody from Southwest is listening for some reason, you need to let your gate agents know that when you're inside the terminal, that's public property. They can't say shit. They have no, they have no jurisdiction. TSA yeah. does. You know what though? The gate, she, gate agents don't.
0: She waited till we were in line, like waiting to board the boarding process. So maybe there's some like gray area there where they do have that authority. I don't know. Yeah, I don't just fucking know. I just I thought if was...
1: stepped a foot to the left, and she wouldn't have been able to do anything <laughs> yeah. there. Anyway,
0: I, it's a this is a nasty little soapbox tirade. But it uh, is. It's my tirade. It was, but you know what? It's the strangest thing that's ever happened since since we've been traveling post COVID. Yeah.
1: And, so you know, I'm allowed to think the masks are bullshit when I see a guy eating a bag of chips for the entire two-hour flight. I know. The entire two-hour flight, he ate chips. Yeah. So he didn't wear a mask the entire Dude. flight, but I have to and because I'm we not wore eating
0: wore a mask the whole time. Like, we got out, you know, of the car before we walked into the property. Even though we you don't like them, you always abide. Like, yeah. you, you do it because that's what we need to do right now. Yeah, and I'm looking around the airport at the gate. People are sitting around, and I want to say they're like 20, 25% of them aren't wearing masks, like not even hanging off their ears, no. not eating. Their, the they're couple of from us, they were talking. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe they're just not as diligent here. No, they
1: were on their phones Diligent around, here, out. And
0: that's coming from a fucking Floridian. Yeah.
1: And that's well, just it.
0: I honestly think
1: they're bullshit. I don't care. It's Hunger Games
0: here. Yeah.
1: We don't and, care. We've never had COVID in
0: Florida. <laughs> well Florida is just fucking Hunger Games, period. It's been that way in my entire life.
1: <laughs> May the odds be ever in your yeah, favor, folks. So, Welcome to
0: Florida. Anyway. All right,
1: back to happy shit. Let's yes, talk yes, this yes, Enough yes. enough with what grinds Mickey's gears. We took a weekend to ourselves, weekend before last. This is right after we talked to you guys last. And I surprised the beautiful Mallory with a trip to the Keys.
0: <gasps> oh, my God. It was fantastic. A little stressful. I was in Chicago for work that week, but the Keys were fucking amazing. You got some amazing shots down there. Um, it was just absolutely beautiful weather.
1: Yeah, I had fun with the camera down there. Yeah. Uh, not only taking pictures of you, because some of those came out sexy.
0: Shoot, <laughs> thanks. Babe. I was really
1: excited. You're a really, 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 really great subject.
0: Ah, uh, right? God, I I love the way you see me. Bless you.
1: No, oh, as a model, you're a pain in the ass, but you're an amazing subject to take Ouch. pictures of.
0: I'm not a diva. I just don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> like I can tell my hand what to do, but then my face and the rest of me just loses it. Like <laughs> I haven't. I have a a large appreciation for models. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. Anyone who thinks that's not work. Fuck you.
1: Well, here's where Mickey fucked up, though, right? Talking about myself in the third person. But it was lobster mini season. I put that in quotation marks. (laughs) We didn't know. So I was (laughs) like, why is this fucking hotel room so expensive? We get down there, and it is assholes to armpits. People from literally Key Largo all the way to Key West.
0: Yeah, it was crazy. I've never seen the Keys that busy before, and now I understand why. And it was just traffic. Like, we weren't asshole to armpits anywhere we were at, but we weren't fishing for lobster either. No, and
1: we were staying off the boat ramps like, oh, all the stuff that I kind of fantasized about us doing, like like taking some kayaks out, or maybe getting a boat, like or renting a boat, or going out on a snorkeling trip. Fuck no, yeah. that stuff had been booked for like years in advance.
0: Yeah. I did check my field a couple times. <laughs> oh, did you in the Keys <laughs> just to see there. if Granddad just was interested or what? <laughs> um, it was interesting.
1: Is liver spotted penis turning the you
0: demographic on? was definitely different. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Much, Not, much 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 different. Older.
1: But anyway, and then the very next weekend, which was this weekend, we went down to, or up, rather, to Nashville, as we just talked about, and the reason we went was to see two of our favorite Red Dirt <gasps> bands.
0: That was the best damn concert I've ever been to in my fucking life. It was really good. Oh my gosh, and we get to see it at the Ryman. Yeah. I mean, you would you call it Mother Church? Mother Church, that's to- what they call it. absolutely see why. The, first of all, the pews, fucking cool. Um, sat next to great people. Awesome show. Two of our favorite artists. The acoustics were outstanding. Just all in all, a wonderful night. Our bartender, Cheryl, shout out to you, lady. Getting me nice and drunk.
1: That was our girl. She was amazing. I tell you, the staff at the Ryman was just top notch. Even when they had to go up and talk to somebody who was doing something they shouldn't be doing, they were nice. Oh, yeah. They were just nice. And some people in authority positions, you know, maybe they're having a bad day. Maybe people treat them like shit. They're just dicks, like that nasty bitch at Southwest. But... In my case, like when I was looking around seeing some of the security, like trying to tell people, hey, don't stand on that. Hey, don't do that. They would say, hey, would you mind getting down for us, please? They were so cool. And it was just everyone was so nice in Nashville. The food was great pretty much everywhere we went, which had a lot more to do with Dave and Andy, I think, than it did Nashville. Oh,
0: my gosh. I got the best food tour ever.
1: Yeah, it was really good. I feel like I gained weight, but I actually lost weight while I was there. But uh, even the food at I the Douche me. Country Mecca was was good.
0: Sorry, I was just well, mocking you. I, that. I did not me. lose weight while I was there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah,
1: but we went to the Douche Country Mecca, which was Florida Georgia Florida Georgia Line's <gasps>
0: Okay, bar. so do you have to like this? Is like the half to list. Like once you air quotes make it in country music, you have to own a bar in downtown Nashville.
1: I think so. I think that's what you have to do.
0: Yeah, because it was just like a whole row of them. I found that very strange.
1: Yeah. Oh, like and what on our way out, I think we passed Miranda Lambert's bar, which was just like this cotton candy, pink, ugly thing.
0: Yeah, Jason Aldean's, and I they were saying old red, which is um Blake Shelton's. Yeah, that's
1: right. Yeah, but I mean, and they all have a bar, and they're all commercial as hell. I I think honestly, they have nothing to do with them. If if I really had to guess, I'm guessing Maybe most it's of them. It was part of
0: like their their holdings per yeah, se, and they're, and they're just, you know
1: somebody runs it and their name is on it and they get a percentage. It's probably
0: like that. Yeah, that makes sense. I just I found that odd because I thought there'd be more like, um. I guess I didn't know what to think. I'd never actually explored downtown Nashville, so.
1: Well, and I really hadn't either. I'd been to Nashville, but I just pretty much went to the Opry, did some music shit, and left. But uh, I think that Nashville is a lot like Florida that no one in Nashville is from Nashville. <laughs>
0: We only know one.
1: Yeah, one. Dave. <laughs> That's, he's the only one. And speaking of Dave, huge, huge, huge thank you to Double Date Nation, Dave and Andy. They drove us everywhere. They went out and even got Mallory some vodka to cure her. Oh, my her God.
0: I feel like such an asshole. This is how fucking nice these people are. So we tied one on the night before. I ended up with a migraine the next afternoon. I tried to cure it with an orgasm. that just made it worse three orgasms. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was it was pretty bad so I'm like I think I need hair of the dog. And in my head psh, everyone has vodka. Like I just needed some some alcohol is what I should have said. Like just a shot of alcohol whatever's available. Oh. Sorry and about that. you went and told them, you know, hey, vodka and I guess they just no problem went to the store, got it. That's Dave
1: cuz I was Fuck. like, "Dave, do you get some vodka." And he's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Great." He's like, I'll be right back. And I thought he was running to the garage. He did. He got in the car and he
0: left. And he went and he got vodka and he oh came back. Oh, my God. I'm such a dick. But it did help with your headache. It did. It did. I mean, but at this point, I was like, whatever works. shot of vodka, half a gummy,
1: some Tylenol. My God, you were medicated as a, hell.
0: A gallon of water. I drank so much water. Like, my piss was clear. Like, I was so well hydrated. Our it listeners was are so happy to know yeah. that. <laughs> anyway. Well, because that's the first thing you do when it with a hangover. That's true. Yeah,
1: that's true. You gotta rehydrate. That's yeah. true. Anyway, we had a great couple of weekends, minus that nasty shit from Southwest. We had a great time in Nashville, thanks to Dave and Andy. And uh before, without further ado, I think we should probably uh get out of here. Tell people where they can find us, and we'll come back with slippery when wet because there's a lot of information in this episode, guys. But you're gonna want to stay tuned for this. This one's worth it.
0: Yeah, man. So we are Casual Swinger everywhere. You can reach out to us, Casual Swinger at, wait, (laughs) let me rewind that, podcast at CasualSwinger.com. I know who we are and where our mail goes to, I promise. Um, You can find us on social media as Casual Swinger. That's Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. And you can also find us on the dating sites, uh, Double Date Nation, Cassidy, SLS, and STC.
1: There we go. Folks, we'll be back in a hot second. You've been listening to Casual Swinger.
0: National Swinger, and have a nice day.
1: All right. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> nope, we're far from done.
0: Just kidding. I'm Mallory. I'm here with...
1: I am the Mickey. Yes. From um, ever known. The Mickey now.
0: The, the. the Mickey. Yeah, right. fuck
1: the other one with the ears down here in Orlando. Nobody cares about him.
0: <laughs> Didn't put two and two together. God,
1: just get yeah. on my level.
0: Yeah. So, Slippery Went Wet, huh?
1: Slippery Went Wet, all about lube. There's a couple of things about this episode that we want you guys to know. First and foremost, most important thing, we're not here to sell you more lube. After uh, For Novelty Use Only, a lot of you guys went out and just like chunked all your sex toys and bought a bunch of toys from Casual Toys. We really appreciate that. Don't get me wrong. We want to be a source, a reliable source for you guys to get good stuff. But at the same time, when we do stuff like this, we're doing it for you, not to sell you stuff. So. Amen. We don't pander or push shit on you. Not what we do here.
0: Yeah, and we're not trying to scare you guys either and, like, make you go through and and throw all your lube and and everything you have away. This is just kind of us sharing, sharing what we've discovered and found out and how we own a toy store. And I've been using lube since, I don't know, I was 16. Yeah, And and,
1: you know, you think about it. I mean, so you don't have to go necessarily throw your lube away, but maybe there are some things about your lube that you don't know. Yeah. And if you don't know, you might be having side effects or issues that you've blamed on something else. Mm-hmm. Right. And oh, like, Meow, I'm true. just I'm so sore after sex last night or I keep getting yeast infections or I keep getting vaginosis. And I think it's because of X. Like you mm-hmm. yell at your husband to go take more showers or something. Right. I mean, you yeah. have no idea. And it could be what you're putting in your body during sex. Could be. So here's the thing. In 2012, the WHO, which is the World Health Organization, issued an advisory note highlighting concern for the effects of lubricants on women's vaginal tissue.
0: I'm really glad you clarified that because I started playing the song from um, mm-hmm. CSI. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah Sorry. right. Well, I don't have a lo- lot of love for the WHO right now, but you know there are a lot of things that they do that do contribute to world health. And it did highlight concerns in terms of the pH, which is the balance that we're going to talk about here in a little bit of certain things, and osmolality, which we're also going to talk about here in a few minutes, of these liquids that we are in some cases injecting into our bodies.
0: So we haven't really said shit about it since, but outside of the, you know, some of the Glamour and Cosmo articles, the government really doesn't get involved in this testing. Um, And this is stuff that we put inside ourselves. So I want to say that we're a little surprised, but not, because we found the same thing when we were talking about for novelty use. Right? Yeah. There's, there's some Well, for sex toys,
1: there were just, like, a lack of information. And what I found when I started researching lubricants, yeah. there's a wealth of it, but it's all 10 years old for the most part. Or it's blogs or Glamour or Cosmo or something like that. And there's all this information out there, yet so many customers we talk to in casual toys have no idea Do you what think they it, want in their lube.
0: So when I was looking at some of the information you posted and then I was doing some research on my own... There is a plethora of information, and it could be one of those things that there's so much information available that it gets lost in translation. Like, there's just there's there is such a thing as too much. It starts to cloud the judgment, right?
1: That might actually be it. That there's just so much out there that people don't know what to look at. So we're gonna try and and isolate this for you and narrow this shit down a little bit. We're gonna start with the basics that you probably already know, or at least you should. Maybe you don't. We're going to talk about it first. We're going to do it anyways. You do it fast anyway. forward
0: if you're like, ah, this is. Yeah, you're like, hot. fuck
1: it. I know all this stuff. Fuck you, Mickey. Uh, but what is lubricant used for? You thought we were going to say sex, didn't you? Well, obviously, sex.
0: Yes, yes, definitely sex.
1: But lubricants are about comfort, ease, protection from friction. If you're mm-hmm. a woman and you've ever been to the gynecologist, you know all about this. As a matter of fact. They probably use surgical lube on you. We're going to talk about why surgical lube is really yeah. fucking bad hey, later. Hey,
0: and not to forget, you guys have ever had a prostate exam? Same thing.
1: Oh yeah, man, that doctor had big fingers. Yes, Whew, very uncomfortable. Anyway, there's three primary types of lubricant. Mallory, you want to take the first one?
0: Yeah, so we're going to start with water-based. Um, this one's really common. It's probably the most popular. Um, definitely washes off easily. The viscosity is not as thick as some of the other lubes. Um, but it does get sticky like once it's exposed to air. So for some people, you the lube that you're using, if it seems to lose its slickness af- in, a, in a short period of time, it's probably water-based. Mm-hmm. Because when you think about it, especially if you're actively engaging in intercourse, you know, it's in and out, in and out, in and out. So it's being exposed to air intermittently. So the, the slickness may wear off pretty yeah, quickly with those. it gets tacky
1: and kind of yeah. gross.
0: Yeah, but it's it's sex toy safe. It works with all types of condoms. So like as far as that's concerned. um, Yeah, and it's primarily
1: what we're going to talk about today. It is the most popular kind of lube and it's certainly the one that's the least expensive Mm -hmm. as well. Uh, But the other thing that I would say about water base is it's really bad for hand jobs.
0: Yeah, well, because, it, again, it's exposed to air, so yeah. you don't get to retain that slicker slipperiness, right? That's That surface tension.
1: hmm Yeah. But because it's used externally and on a guy, generally speaking, any water-based lube is going to be fine. It's not going to bother a guy. Uh, whether it's fragranced, whether it's flavored, irrelevant, it's fine. Oil-based lubes. Which are pretty much the least popular, least common, but most natural.
0: Also great for hand jobs.
1: Amazing for hand jobs, coconut oil in particular. Coconut oil is actually a very popular sexual lubricant mm-hmm. that is oil based. It moisturizes and lubricates as well as working as a lubricant uh, or, or a sexual lubricant rather. But common types co- uh, coconut oil, olive oil, mineral oil. You just really need to be careful when using oils down there as a woman because huge side effect, very common side effect is yeast infections.
0: Yes, because, I mean, when you think about it, we use, like, a term like oil and water, right? And I think most people can visualize that. So you have a glass of water and you put some drops of oil on it and it rises to the surface. So if you have a layer of oil and water underneath and then add more liquid on top of that oil... water, for instance, you're going to see displacement happen. So what's going to happen inside of your vagina is it's going to displace moisture, which is not good for you. You have no. natural mucosal lining down there and if you add oil to it, it's just going to throw down your entire ecosystem down there. Yeah, it, yeah. it is.
1: And when what she's talking about is the epithelial lining or your skin. Right, I mean, uh, the mucous, point, membranes mucous them, membrane, mucous yeah.
0: membrane versus epithelial, but it does it does inhibit both, right? Because you have the external mm-hmm. parts, like your your you know little beef curtains or your little meat flaps, and <laughs> I mean I'm being real, like sometimes you know those can get really sensitive to even these natural oils. They
1: really can. Now the thing about oil-based anything, mineral oil, baby oil, coconut oil, olive oil. Any oil is going to break a latex condom in minutes.
0: Oh, yeah. Bad It takes ju-ju. no time. That will make the baby. Uh-huh.
1: In a bad way. So never use an oil-based lubricant with a latex condom. Uh, oil-based lubricants are, are sex toy safe. And by the way, our unique condoms are not latex. So you can use those with oil-based lubes if you want. It's the only plug I'm going to put in this whole thing. But what else? What's the next one?
0: So silicone. Silicone oh, yeah. is, you know varied um probably, probably more so than you think they're definitely not all the same um it's the slickest lube in my humble opinion oh God yes yeah um, that you can get it's um it tastes slick even underwater a lot of people use it for you know shower sex or hot tub sex or oh, yeah. anal sex right right if yeah. you're
1: having sex in water silicone is the way to go
0: yes I mean it's really hard to wash off sometimes oh, yeah. like... I came three
1: times last time
0: <laughs> just trying to wash it off uh safe with latex condoms right yep um, But, however, straight silicone is not necessarily sex toy safe. That's important. But it's not necessarily
1: sh- not sex toy safe either. Right. It's kind of a huge misconception, yeah. right? Everybody right. says, well... Uh, you know, it, they'll stick together or it'll destroy the toy. No, not with platinum or medical grade Just silicone toys. They might, they might get a little bigger, but because they'll absorb it,
0: but it, that's about it. For a long time, like if you're using it for a very, very long period of time, but Never if you have good it. hygiene with your toys and you wash them directly after, you're fine.
1: Yeah, it's fine. Uh, we've got tons and tons and tons of listeners and customers that use Uber Lube with their toys, for example, and it's perfectly fine. Yeah. So nothing to worry about. But much like everything else in this world, whether we're talking about water-based, oil-based, silicone-based, or even hybrids, which are a blend or a combination of water and silicone, uh, which is a little better for you know silicone toys. If it's cheap, it's cheap for a reason. So you could probably stop listening here and not buy cheap shit, and you'd be okay.
0: And you know, I think quantifying cheap shit because that, that's a little a bit of a harsh statement and could be interpreted several ways. But I'm gonna you know, I look at it this way. I'm putting it inside of my body, and we're so conscientious as a culture these days. Like, th- look at all the stuff that's non-GMO and organic and free-range and no parabens, no sulfates, and we're we're gobbling this stuff up because we want to treat our bodies better, right? And our in and that's our effort. I think if you're a person who's diligent about what you intake through that orifice. Mm-hmm you're probably going to be very conscientious about what you do and your others. And yeah, that's just, that's kind of, I don't know. Maybe that sounded very shitty <laughs> now that I draw back on what I just said. It's just something I I want to take care of my vagina,
1: but I think that that same Net-net. thought and feeling leads people to use things like coconut oil, and that can actually cause issues if you yeah. use coconut oil yeah. regularly as a lubricant. Yeah. You can absolutely have issues with yeast infections, bacterial vaginosis, things like that. But with all these words that end in osis, I think we should probably talk about a few terms. That you're gonna need to know for the rest of what we're gonna talk about to make any sense.
0: All right, kids, get out your pen and pencils. This is the vocabulary section of our show. There will be a pop quiz at the end, so I hope everyone's ready.
1: And that means that Mallory is gonna make sure you pop. So,
0: oh, more work for me, but I don't like it.
1: <laughs> All right, you want to take the first one, Mama?
0: Sure. So the first one's osmosis, and the reason this is important, uh, you'll you'll figure it out here in a second. So osmosis is the process by which molecules pass from an area of higher concentration to an area of lower concentration. So I make jokes about learning through osmosis, which means I stand there and I just absorb all the information. So you you think about moisture transferring from one area to another, just passing through a membrane, like a very, very thin-veiled membrane.
1: And that's going to matter in just a second. But before we get to that, we're going to cover something that's really, really, really important. So if you guys have been tuning out because you're using big words, I want you to pay attention to this one because this is the one that makes a huge difference. One of the two things that makes a huge difference when it comes to your lubricant, pH balance, which is the measurement of the acidity or the basicity of a solution. So basically, is it acidic or is it alkaline? Is it basic? Yes.
0: Yeah. You have acidity, neutral and alkaline. Yes.
1: And it's super important inside your body. You have a pH in your body. Now, everybody's pH is actually slightly different. So inside your body, there's a range, and we'll talk about those here in a second, but those imbalances in pH because you put something in your body can lead to discomfort, irritation, infection, even worse, right? It can lead to some very bad things. The pH of a woman's vagina is between 3.8 and 4.5. A good lubricant should match it if at all possible. Definitely don't Vastly exceed it or come in way under.
0: Yeah, and ladies, if you are wondering and don't have a litmus test to work with, Mickey will volunteer. He will be your taste tester and he's right 99.9% of the time.
1: That's right. My tongue is a fabulous litmus test. Uh, Turns out, though, pH above 4.5 can actually put you at a much higher risk for bacterial vaginosis. Now, for anal sex, pick a lube that's in a pH from 5.5 to 7. And we'll talk about osmolality here in a few, but the osmolality should match your body as well. What is osmolality? By oh the my
0: way? gosh, I can't even say
1: osmolality. A la 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 yeah. la. <laughs> it
0: reminds me of that song from Pete's Dragon. No one, no Ask one. a <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I uh, love you. So it's the measurement of the concentration of dissolved substances. So you have a solution, and then stuff that is combined right so you're this little mixologist and and the shit is now suspended in it right yep okay more or less so um the epithelial layer of the skin um so you have the mucous membrane and the body's natural mucus are constantly trying to maintain um homeostasis or the equilibrium of osmolality balance balance right you have a perfect ecosystem built into your body So when you add something to it, it could potentially change it, which is why matching that could be very important to avoid those other things. So this uh, directly affects the integrity of all the tissue down there.
1: Yeah. The reality is we can actually, if you put something that has a a dramatic pH imbalance Mm -hmm. and a dramatic imbalance in osmolality, it can literally cleave the tissue from your body and leave you... In a situation where you're actually much more susceptible to infection.
0: Right, because we just talked about osmosis. It could displace that moisture. Yes, potentially make you drier. Make you drier, which makes you prone to friction. And that can cause micro tears, fissures, mm-hmm. heat, even burns, slight burns down there. When you think about the friction that's created, because motion with uh, t- you know, two pieces of mass rubbing together tender vaginal tissue.
1: There you go. And that opens you to STIs, STDs, uh you know, any normal infection that you might have. It's extremely important and we never talk about osmolality because a high osmolality will actually cause your body to purge moisture. It will dry you the fuck out.
0: Yeah. And I've always said that you know, like spit, it it's, there's a reason your the spit forms in the opposite end of your body, right? Because it does actually dry you out. So if you Ugh, I don't, I'm just getting grossed out by spit right now. It's like one of my like ticks. I oh don't
1: yeah, never ever ever spit on Mallory's oh pussy. God. Public service oh. announcement.
0: Because it does it does dry you out because of the pH um and the the other balances in your saliva. It will dry you out. Yeah. It's not a lubricant.
1: So since we're talking about osmolality, I'll throw in the osmol. The osmol is a unit of osmolic concentration. Basically, it's the number by which we count osmolality. So it's counted in (laughs) milliosmoles per kilogram of water. Um, So basically, you'll see it expresses a number from anywhere between zero to 10,000 in some cases. And keep in mind, your body is somewhere around 350.
0: Okay, so on the scale, what's... So the higher, is that better or worse? Worse, like okay, really bad. Okay. So low low numbers are better, mm-hmm. high numbers are scary. Yeah, high and numbers are like filling your I pussy just, with sand. I'm over here, and this is, I can tell I'm getting a little chirpy, because I'm like, oh yeah, like uh, the count from Sesame Street. I'm <laughs> over here counting Osmos, one osmol,
1: two, two osmol.
0: Oh my because God. you keep saying we, I was like, who is we? God, are we a, part of a- It's a, a, a wonder we have any th- listeners th- anymore. A band now? <laughs> Uh, well, what it okay? So there's a term in here that I didn't know. The hyperosmotic. What is it's a substance with higher osmolality than the liquid in your body.
1: Exactly. So if it's got more than than your body does, right, a higher osmo, um, uh, osmolality than your body mm-hmm. does, then it's hyperosmotic. And there's a center point and there's a low point. The center point is isoosmotic.
0: Uh-huh.
1: and then the low point is hypo. So if it has less osmolality than your body does, and what you want is you want something that has the same osmolality as your body ideally. Or lower? Uh, well, lower isn't necessarily good either, but it doesn't hurt you as much as high does. Okay. Because what it'll do is the moisture will st- will not be absorbed into your body. It will stay outside of your body.
0: Alright, so I'm going to put the brakes on this real quick because I got a question for you. Lay it on me. <laughs> so we're going to give out a list here in a second of the, the average osmolality of blah stuff, right? And what I found out is that no one uses osmality <laughs> conversation ever because ever. it's a difficult word to say it is very hard
1: it's probably why we ignore it and all this information's out there that no one's listening I, to
0: honestly i would have never given a shit if it weren't for the research you had done because it's not like you flip over the back of a bottle of something x product and it gives you what it is either no, so
1: they really don't and it's not listed i don't think i've ever seen a bottle of lube that had this information listed but just to kind of give you guys an idea of of the different, like, aspects of osmolality. So tap water has an osmolality rating of three. That's three milliosmoles.
0: Depending right. when you live. Sorry, Flint, Michigan. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry, Flint. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so good organics. Uh, one of my favorite loops is got one, uh, 106.
1: Yeah, so it's very, very, very wet and stays that way. But then you get into, like, for example, human blood or human semen is between 285 and 380.
0: Wow. And something that was really scary because it's readily available, um, Astroglide KY, 6,000 to 10,000 osmoles.
1: It, it, that's like stuffing your pussy with sand. It's, yeah. it's bad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, KY yeah. and Astroglide are shit. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. But just to give you an idea what some of that stuff is. Now, something else that matters, and I felt like I needed to cover this for you guys, is that a lot of these lubricants, and I don't know why... They, they feel like this is a good plan because we, they get called out on this and it, it isn't good. But FDA cleared versus FDA approved. So the FDA either approves or clears a product. Lubricants are almost universally FDA cleared, not approved.
0: Right, because they have to do in order to go on the market if they're going to be mass produced and sold. Right.
1: Well, yeah, because what they want is they want to be identified as a medical device. So when they become cleared, they're identified as a medical device, and that gives them validity. It gives them, you know, hey, this is a good product. But it has never been tested. There was a product that was tested by the FDA, and this is similar enough to that tested product that these products go through no lab testing whatsoever in a lot of cases.
0: That's so strange.
1: Yeah, so the FDA clears it because it's similar, but it isn't actually FDA approved.
0: So the approval process, if I'm reading this correctly, it actually requires a ton of testing, and it's a high cost, right? Because I think we covered this on the Novelty Use Mm -hmm. episode as well, that when they do that, like a a company would have to pay up front for all of this, and it could take years and years and years and hundreds of thousands of dollars, Uh maybe millions.
1: And I tell you, you know, we were looking at starting our own lube line because we had something we were wanting to do, and it was like $150,000 to do it right.
0: Yeah, I, just don't, in testing. I don't have that many dollars. <laughs> no, I don't have that many
1: dollars for that sort of thing. But, you know, I, I think that lubricants are confusing in a lot of cases because they use a lot of terms. And just like sex toys, they use terms that sound really good and they sound very appealing and body safe, like paraben-free and cruelty-free, vegan and natural. and yeah. yeah,
0: or this chemical, whatever, free. Yeah. Right,
1: right. Well, and, you know, those chemicals, I mean, we talked about those in For Novelty Use. Only some of these... Some of these chemicals are very common, but not necessarily for the inside of a vagina. Like DEA, which is a wetting agent in shampoo, or gluten and glycerin, right? Glycerin is really common in flavored lubes.
0: Mm -hmm. So is gluten, Mm -hmm. believe it or not. So if you have CLAX or gluten intolerance or sensitivity, that's just, hey, FYI, flavored lube is not your friend.
1: Yeah, it's not. And, you know, flavored lube, a lot of times... Has sugars in it as well, so it really doesn't belong inside you. Flavored lubes should really not be used for sex. No, we haven't really their, said anything like that yet in this episode. But flavored lubes are not for sex.
0: No, I I would definitely not. I mean, they're they're they a lot of fun for blowjobs sometimes, but you really shouldn't use them for sex. And I wouldn't even use them orally. Um, near the external, like the internal structures of a woman. Like, yeah, don't like I, I wouldn't put it all over it. the pussy and eat yeah. it. Yeah, but
1: I tell you, it was funny. Uh, the folks, I think, from System Joe said that they actually at trade shows they put their flavored lubes on ice cream because they're so healthy and so good for you that they just eat that you know i'm like i don't know if i can do
0: that it's a it's expensive way to get ice cream toppings yeah, that's what i Did think so? my mind
1: but hey how about propylene glycol propylene glycol is a preservative that is in like everything it's in so many things but it's also an antifreeze yeah just saying yeah but things like sorbitol, sulfates. Here's one that's really, really common. We see parabens. this from all the parabens everywhere. Yeah, no paraben you know free. What, what the fuck know- is a
0: paraben? But you know what? <laughs> it's 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 another preservative, right? But it's it's a disruptor to your endocrine system. Yeah, which is why everyone's like, you know, paraben free, paraben free. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So here's one that was really common when I was growing up.
0: Oh, and your endocrine's have to, it, it deals with hormones. I don't oh. know if I added that. Sorry. You didn't,
1: but now you did. So when I was growing up, I, they were like every condom said now with nonoxinol nine. Nonoxynol nine is you know basically every wow, condom. How
0: fucking old are you? Fuck off! <laughs> I,
1: I'm right. I'm, I'm not so old that like condoms weren't a thing. I, I, I've always had to deal with this <laughs> bullshit. But yeah, so nonoxinol nine is a spermicide, and it can contribute to tons of types of infections, including UTIs. The irritation associated with it increases your risk of contracting STDs and STIs. It is an irritant. And it really doesn't belong in right. lube,
0: right? And as a general rule, anything that disrupts like your natural protective layers, right, inside and outside, you're at higher risk for those transmissible diseases. Period. Fact. And that could be shaving down there, FYI. Oh yeah, shaving down there puts you at a higher risk. Didn't Freshly shaven
1: skin, you got oh, little yeah. micro tears. Yeah. By
0: the way, you were talking about how old you are and the you know the condoms and stuff when um, my grandmother died. Did I tell you we found reusable condoms? Re-what? Yeah, because it used to be, you could buy them reusable. <laughs> you turn them <laughs> inside and rebel. shake the fuck out of them or you what? You wash them. Ugh. <laughs>
1: Wait a minute, so were any of them open with, like, old man penis See, in them?
0: I had to read the label, what was left of it, like, in, like, this, and it came with a little case. And everyone in the room just, like, they fucking cleared the room because they did not want to believe my grandmother had sex with the condoms.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm gonna need therapy after that. <laughs> I knew your grandmother. That is not okay. You have just ruined my fucking day. I, I, I'm not gonna masturbate she, she for got a week. She fucking
0: cool points for me. I mean, that's gross. Like, I can't blame them for not wanting to use them since she had to wash them out. <sighs> yeah.
1: All right, anyway, so let's talk (laughs) about things that you should not use as lube because there's a lot of stuff that gets used as lube that shouldn't be. God damn it, that's down the list.
0: You have to say it first because (laughs) it's the grossest one.
1: Mallory hates spit, guys.
0: I do. Ugh.
1: You would think it'd be okay, but it's not, right? It can spread infection since there's STIs, STDs, right? Uh, If you are a person that has cold sores that can also spread cold sores. It can have wildly different osmolality than your partner and actually dry your partner out in some cases too.
0: Yeah. A uh, common one, uh, Vaseline. This oh. one's a dangerous one. Uh, um, old,
1: like, And again, we are I know we're not really picking on old people too hard, but no. a lot of elderly people, you know, when Vaseline first came out, people did use it as well. Oh,
0: leader. Vaseline was used for everything. Yeah. But it's petroleum jelly, and petroleum jelly comes from petroleum. Yeah. It is not for internal use whatsoever.
1: No, it can cause infections. It can it absolutely wrecks latex condoms. I mean, they're just done in seconds. Vaseline, bad call. Yep. Right. don't slather your kids down in it like my grandmother used to do to us. It's it's bad. You know something else that's bad? Lotions or soaps. Like a lot of lotions and soaps contain fragrances which can be really irritating.
0: Well, soaps are tend to be drying as well.
1: Mm-hmm. And many lotions contain parabens, yep. which can be bad, and other
0: chemicals and fragrances and mm-hmm. alcohols and I mean you name it. Look at read the back of your lotion bottle right quick.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah there's all kinds of shit in there. And what I can tell you as as a guy that jerked off with lotion a lot when I was a kid. Especially because my aunt had tons of lotion around. And was used it to fun to get in your pee hole? No, do not get it in the hole. It is bad.
0: <laughs> Shampoo. Oh,
1: You try yeah. to get it out as quick as you can. You're like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, not Did okay. Did you just
0: pee it out? Did that make it feel better? You
1: know, there really wasn't any reliable way to get it out. You just kind of kept yeah. whacking it and hope for the best.
0: Oh, ooh, God, you're a soldier. Because yeah. I'm thinking i was on about a getting mission. soap in my eye and like I'd stand there like, my eye open, like let the shower water run against it, which probably didn't really help. But that wasn't
1: anyway. as horrific as the time that I was getting a hand job from a girl. And when I started to come, she kind of pointed it away from her and came in my own eye. That was really not okay. That's
0: fucking epic. No,
1: it sucked. I had a puddle of cum <laughs> in my go, eye.
0: Pew pew. Oh,
1: no, she sat there and laughed. I'm like, get me a fucking towel. Don't sit there and laugh at me. What the <laughs> fuck I is wrong you can with be you? Be
0: friends with her.
1: You are. Uh, you, I was married to her. Uh, so <laughs> it's an awful thing. Stop laughing. I you're knew an I asshole. loved her. No. Fucking oh, awful. that's great. All right, back to the subject. Uh, How about butter or lard? I
0: cannot believe we have to say this. I don't know who what. Puritans or Amish folk are listening right. To this show right now.
1: Can you see Helga churning the butter and then just being like, here, let me slap some of this on my gunyah and we'll go to work. <laughs> like, yeah, no. It yeah. can lead to huge infections, like massive life-threatening infections to put a an organic- Animal. Something yeah, yeah. in your body, right? Because I mean we're like truly organic. A food substance inside your body. It will turn rancid if you are not cleaned properly afterward.
0: Yeah, that's same thing goes for coconut and baby oil, by the way. Yeah. That is an organic like Baby yeah. Oil's not
1: baby oil, not baby oil's just bad.
0: Yeah. Oh I thought I said olive oil. Maybe I did say baby oil. I meant olive yeah. oil and coconut oil and those natural oils they're also not good because they can turn they go rancid if they go rancid on your shelf they'll go rancid in your body too
1: 100% right and so that last one of course is baby oil destroys condoms There's huge risk of infection it's not natural here's the thing just stick to fucking lube okay we're going to tell you about some good lubes here in a minute don't don't get creative uh you know, if you want to use a coconut oil or a mineral oil or an olive oil, they are acceptable, but cleanliness is hugely important. You need to make sure you take care of yourself. And that cleaning up process, especially if you're going to use like a douche or something like that, can remove your natural bacteria and expose you to other infections.
0: Exactly. You have a tiny little ecosystem in there.
1: And you- like like a little galaxy into of itself where... Pretty much. Maybe there's little civilizations on your uterus. Every
0: every girl can relate to this if you've been on extended antibiotics. Totally disrupts the ecosystem down there and it's pandemonium. You don't get to have sex for like a week.
1: Don't get to have sex. This is how Mallory thinks, folks. She's like, I don't get to have sex today.
0: Oh, I will do everything to protect my little ecosystem.
1: I love your ecosystem. Yes,
0: because I want all of the sex as much as possible. And, you know, this is actually a great segue because you were mentioning those other um, substances. And there's a difference between lubricants and moisturizers.
1: That's true. There's a personal moisturizer and there's a lubricant. Lubricants are applied seconds before sexual activity.
0: And and moisturizers are actually proactive. Like you have to do it like 15, 20 minutes before at least.
1: Mm -hmm. And you can apply it regularly for that matter. It's a personal moisturizer. It moistens that area uh, and, you know, some products kind of are bi directional. UberLube is a good example, right? It's a personal moisturizer and it's a lubricant. Uh, a lot of people are big fans of it. So I think that one is definitely kind of one that straddles it.
0: Yeah. And I have to thank Kate because, you know, she's the one that first introduced us to UberLube, I think, in a conversation. And the more I use it, the more I learn about it, the more I kind of love it.
1: Yeah. We'll get to that in a minute. When we talk about good lubes because there are yeah, a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry.
0: Just had to like plug everything. Right little
1: plug for UberLube. But yeah. let's talk about bad lubes.
0: Yeah, the bad loops. Anything flavored or fragrance. We kind of touched on that here a few minutes ago. Um, really great for blowjobs. Fine for handjobs. Sometimes you want to get a two-in-one there. Use the mouth and the little twisting action. Guys love that. Yes, I do. Um, and, you know, it, even an occasional use. But, like, I would avoid them as a, a, a lubricant for penetration for those reasons. Because they probably have the sugars and the alcohols. And other things in there that are just not good for you, plus they'll create additional traction or friction that won't feel good for you. They'll create those tears and fissures and, again, just just knock you off your your pH on top of it all so you have the immediate effects and the the longer-lasting effects and it's Mm -hmm. no fun.
1: Yeah, and I think that there's probably a lot of guys out there that have gotten kind of, you know, props in their mind. Like, she's like, I'm so sore the next day, you know, and you're like, yeah, I fucked that pussy.
0: Well, and I have. I'm still bouncing back and forth and going through some machinations. I feel like I have a latex sensitivity, but I also feel like some of the lubricants I used to use were part of the problem.
1: Yeah, I guarantee it. I think a lot of the people that think they're allergic to latex had an issue with their lube.
0: A hundred percent. You and I. We we were using Astroglide when we first met. Oh, that shit is and garbage. And how how many problems did I have? Tons. Exactly. You had yeast infections.
1: Using, you were just you were sore. Yeah. More, yeah. No. It
0: was. I was always sore, like to the point like I was going to the gynecologist, you know, and I should have only had to go like for my yearly and before we really started swinging, you know, for my um, checkups for STIs, but like I was going because I thought I thought I had PID, which is pelvic inflammatory disease. Because sex started to hurt pretty consistently.
1: Yeah. Well, I I don't like Astroglide enough that I'm going to take it out of the store after doing this episode. And it's still in the store today, but it's not going to be after today. Yeah. And it's because it sucks. But, you know, the one... So KY and Astroglide are the two biggest names in lubricant period. And they're shit. Like, shit, shit, shit.
0: Right, because of the parts per million with the osmoles and osmolality. They're so high that... Get into it, yeah. Yeah.
1: It's shit. I mean, they're cheap and they're available at Walmart and Target, but they're shit. Yeah. So avoid them because they're shit. They're just not... But I can tell you why, yeah. right? So KY was made for inserting medical devices. It's not meant to stay slippery for long sessions. It's kind of sticky, but it actually gets worse. So one of the things that KY contains is something called chlorhexidine gluconate.
0: It... <laughs> uh, you, All right. You want me to say that again? champion. No, go ahead.
1: <laughs> anyway, it kills healthy bacteria in your vagina. You have a bacteria in your vagina... That it kills, and that bacteria is one of your natural defenses against chlamydia. Yeah. If you use KY, you literally are 100 times more susceptible to chlamydia. Holy shit.
0: Jesus criminy.
1: Yeah. So another thing is, you know, the pH of KY is okay, but its osmolality is 3,300, 10 times higher than the recommended level from your vagina. Uh, just nuts. And if you're trying to get pregnant, KY is pretty much the worst for what's called sperm motility.
0: Right, because of the osmolality, what they'll do is they'll literally stick to it like glue. It. They so stick they together and they, they die. They It, it doesn't help the them tails travel. don't swim. Yeah, yeah it's dead. Yeah. They actually recommend like you don't trap. use
1: any lubricant if you're trying to get pregnant.
0: Right, because it acts like a glue trap.
1: Yes, yeah. but there are lubes That Like B-Baby, for example, things like that, that are made to help with sperm motility. But that's just kind of another issue for
0: another day.
1: But the best conditions, just so you know, if you're interested in getting pregnant for sperm survival. Yes, let's
0: tell all the swingers out here how to get pregnant. Yes.
1: Oh, maybe we should just skip that (laughs) part, huh? I don't know. Maybe you want to use trying to knock off a crotch goblin. (laughs) And uh, that's a pH of 7.2 to 8.5, which is actually a good pH for your butthole. And osmolality of up to a 360. So, We know that's way out of the normal pH, just one of those weird things. Anyway, Astroglide fucking sucks, too. Yeah, it's
0: bad for getting pregnant. Yeah, Yeah. pH is a little on the higher side. Not bad, but um, the osmolality is just so high. It's fucking cosmic, 8,000. It'll dry you out. I think that was half my problem. Yeah. Yeah, welcome to the Sahara. Yeah, so pretty much anything by wet also, um and you know i i migrated to wet platinum that was kind of one of one of my go-to's there for a while and it's was also okay cuz that
1: one was silicone
0: yeah you know it does have a higher ph mm-hmm. like really really high and a high osmolality so it may have had something to do with how like irritated i would get after using it so i think you're right and it's fascinating cuz all of these can be found at any walmart walgreens target i mean you name it but we did find one that was decent Um, that you can actually run out to the drugstore and go get. Yep,
1: good, clean love. Yep. So we'll talk about that. it's not expensive. No, it's not. It's cheap, and it's actually really good. Yep. Uh, However, some other lubes that didn't make the cut, according to the World Health Organization, by the way, there's in the show notes you can find a lot of the research I did here online, including these notes from the World Health Organization that will tell you the actual osmolality and pH for many of these lubes that are available on the uh, open market. But surgilube, for example, what your doctor uses, crushes good bacteria. You should be really careful for a couple of days after you go see your gyno.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it's not. I mean, I wouldn't recommend you know having sex right afterwards. But I mean, that's that's what surgical and KY was intended for, right? The insertion of medical devices and you know uh, exams. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't meant for sex.
1: But some other names, maybe you haven't heard. Some of these, maybe you have things like ID Glide, Maximus, I know that one. yeah, Elbow Grease, Gun Oil. Yeah, Gun foreplay. Oil
0: surprised me because Gun yeah. Oil's gotten pretty popular.
1: Yeah, Gun Oil's gotten a lot. I think the bottle looks cool with people like that. But let's talk very, about some good. It's very
0: masculine. <laughs> Yeah, right.
1: We're pretty much an hour into this thing. And I knew we were going to go a little long. Hi. Yeah, I knew we were going to go a little long, but this is a really important episode in terms of the content for you guys. So hopefully you'll bear with us here. Uh, The good lubes. And there are some really good ones. And I'm not and some of these. We actually don't even carry in the store. So I'm going to tell you about them because I think they're great. You wanted to start with your personal favorite?
0: Yeah, and we carry these because they're my favorites. Um, the liquid naturals and Good organics. Um, once I found these, it was kind of like a come-to-Jesus moment where I started to identify some of the o- other sensitivities I had to the latex condoms now that I had replaced this because I was using these for um, digital masturbation, so just me and my hand. And I, I absolutely love them. Um, Intimate Earth is another one that I gravitate towards. Um, they make a great line of lubricants and personal massage oils. I have super sensitive skin, and I've had great luck with these guys. Um, the way they're designed, that they, they have um, excellent uh, pH. In fact, Intimate Earth has perfect pH and Um and they take it very seriously, and they're also organic. Um, then the one we just mentioned, Good Clean Love. Um, it's a big Brock's brand, but it's, it's good shit. Um, so if you do buy your lube from Walgreens, Target, you know, wherever, um, I know it's at Target for sure. Yeah, we carry um, it in
1: the store too. But I'm mean just saying if, if you're out buying whatever, right? Yeah. And you need lube, good clean loves on the yep. shelf at Target and it's good shit.
0: Yeah. And uh, this one, Uber Lube. Like, like I said, the more I use it, the more I love it. Um, what were you telling me? So this is, again, a privately held company out of Illinois. It's a
1: family run company.
0: And they took the extra steps for the testing didn't they they
1: did yeah they so, did so they, they're they're in they're an FDA approved medical device
0: so not just cleared approved
1: yeah the uber lube is crazy good it has zero osmolality and a ph of 4.5 yeah so it's just I mean there's no water in it it's just perfect it's well reviewed by our community, I, we sell a shitload of it in the well, store,
0: and it's both. It's a it's a lubricant and a personal moisturizer as well. So you can you can use it either way, which is crazy. I don't think there's another product like that.
1: I didn't feel the need last time we used Uber Lube. I didn't feel the need to clean up after it. Just kind of absorbed into my skin. It was just nice.
0: And, and you know me, if we use um, Lube, especially with toy play, like I have to go clean up. I can't. I can't, I wish I could just lay there like a dirty girl and just go to sleep, dirty but I girl. can't. I have to feel clean when, when I go to bed, and some of the silicone lubes, man, they're just a, a pain Oh, Swiss in the Navy ass. leaves
1: you a sloppy mess. Yeah. I mean, it's Unless just my like suitcase straight silicone. sloppy
0: mess, too. I think we used that for the pool games at PCAP.
1: Oh, we did. Sorry about that. Yeah. yeah the bag leaked, and we had silicone lube all over <laughs> it was everything. It fucking
0: hilarious, actually. But
1: uh, I tell you what, another one that's actually really good that nobody's ever heard of is Sutil uh Lux in particular is so good it's got a great pH a great osmolality it's got a great price point uh they have also have a couple other versions of Sutil but Sutil is an excellent lube it's a premium lube
0: S-U-T-I-L yeah and S-U-T-I-L. I've never I know, I had never heard of that or um the other one system 20
1: system Joe
0: oh, I'm sorry system Joe I'm not yeah. wearing my glasses <laughs>
1: Yeah, System Joe, you've probably not heard of, but I tell you, one of the things I like about System Joe is they do a really good job of talking to their customers, and they're really honest when they do. So they actually have a show on YouTube that they do that where they talk about lubricant really honestly, and it's just a lot of fun to really watch somebody speak honestly to their customers, which I like about System Joe. Sweet. Which is pretty cool. So this was not a complete list. I'll be honest with you. Some major brands did not respond to me when I asked for information on their product. They just kind of gave me the runaround like they didn't want to give it to me.
0: (laughs) They probably want to know, like, who's this weird fucking guy?
1: I think they didn't want us to do the show, period, honestly. I think Um, some of them didn't.
0: Maybe, but, I mean... Think about the people who answer inquiries on the other end and how they, like, um, triage that and send them out to other departments. Yeah. Like, can you imagine being the intern, getting that question and deciding where that goes? I, well, yeah, yeah I guess I can. you please tell about the of your lubricant, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I
1: think what we're going to do is, ultimately, I might have a rep from a couple of these companies on the show.
0: I would love that. Yeah,
1: and we're going to talk to them directly and make them answer for their inability to answer a like simple question. Like an interrogation? <gasps>
0: can i be the bad cop
1: oh sure you make such a good bad cop (laughs) like are you upset i'm sorry did i hurt your feelings
0: i can try you're a
1: horrible bad cop so here's a couple of things that you guys need to know because let's just pretend you know that we didn't just give you a who's who of our best toy or our best lubes at casual toys uh it's certainly not a complete list we will update the list as we go but what you need to know good lubricant should be a few things Good vaginal lubricant should have a pH between 3.5 and 4.8. It should have an osmolality between 335 and 1200, no higher than 1200. None of the harmful chemicals that we talked about earlier, no mm-hmm. antibacterials, no water, you know, just and you know water-based hybrid, silicone-based on preferences, but those chemicals we talked about, you know, can't be there.
0: Yeah, and a side note, since you're mentioning antibacterials, um no spermicide on your condoms. No. Um, for a woman, the spermicide, even though the it's it's not a lot of liquid on the condom visibly, um, it does throw off your pH really, really badly. So just not just that, that out it kills there. the good bacteria in your vagina. Yeah, yeah, kills just, the bacteria in your just vagina. Spermicide, spermicide in general, as a... And I know a lot of people still use them in practice for sexual encounters. And I know it's another defense against pregnancy. Um, I'm just, I'm opposed to them because I've had horrible side effects to those chemicals.
1: Yeah. And I think your body is your guide, right? If you're having a problem and you don't know why, this could be it, right? So a good anal lube is an entirely different pH than a vaginal lube, which means if you're going to do some butt sex, you need a different lube than you use vag sex. For a lot of reasons, starting with the fact that the pH should be somewhere between 6 and 7.2, should have roughly that same osmolality of about 335 to 1200, and it should be hybrid or silicone and preferably a gel to maintain viscosity and not go running all over the damn place Right? because anal cavities
0: they, they don't um self-lubricate. Correct. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's there's no lube back there, so all you're going to do no. is damage.
0: Fun fact, your poop doesn't not like slide down there. The the uh there's a, a bunch of muscles that push it down. Like it doesn't just like poof shoot out.
1: How, how do we always end uh, <laughs> talking about poop on this show?
0: I was listening to an old episode of uh, Dr. Drew After Dark where I think one of them, I think Christina P was um, <laughs> convinced that farts push your poop out. And it was funny. Anyway, sorry.
1: Excellent. Great to hear. All right. Well, how about for hand jobs or masturbation? Because we talked about vaginal lube. We talked about anal lube. For handjobs and masturbation, guys will use literally anything to jerk off.
0: Yes. Yeah. I mean, my favorites are some of the, like, coconut oil, honestly. Because I can also, like, if or the handjob lubes, Mm -hmm. they're specific for handjobs. They're usually water-based. They're usually water-based. And if I wanted to give you a little blowy while while I'm, you know, jerking you off a little bit, I can do both and it's no harm, no foul. Yeah, coconut like oil or
1: flavored lubes. Flavored yeah. lubes are good for hand jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course they're not good because the air gets to them and they get sticky. My, I mean, our favorite is obviously coconut oil, but if you're using a toy, like a Fleshlight or maybe the Be Handy oh, from yeah. Blush, mm-hmm. uh, use a water-based lube. Water-based lube is going to work really well for what you're doing, and it's easy to clean up. And that's kind of the key part for using a masturbator. Well,
0: and and we, yeah, I was going to say, because you're using the masturbator, so it's got less air um, yep. contact with the air. So it's exactly. not going to dry up as fast.
1: It'll stay slicker longer. But well,
0: if not, if they do... Don't like water. Would a hybrid be good for for that as well? Yeah, it's
1: just going to take longer to clean it up because it's going to be a little you know slicker, a little longer. But (laughs) honestly, as a guy, I mean, growing up, I would have used 10W30 to whack it if I could have found it. I would (laughs) have used anything. It's good to be a dude. You're
0: such a dude's dude. I am.
1: I'm just a guy.
0: I can't judge. I was like grinding on the corner of the mattress. Oh, yeah? Trying to get off as a kid. Yeah. I found my bean really early.
1: Well, look, guys, I mean, whether you use what we said is a good lube or the right lube, you know, it, it really won't surprise you yeah. if you'll know if it's good because the problems that you've been having, whether it's soreness, irritation, redness, uh, pain, vaginosis, yeast infections, any of these things that can come from having a pH imbalance or an improper osmolality substance inside your body and then having a vigorous activity like a dick ramming sure. inside you over and over again.
0: Mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah. yeah, if anyone's, you know, I I feel like I'm super sensitive and I've been trying to like work this out over the years. And my best advice to anyone, because now I'm being more diligent about it, is to remove one thing at a time or isolate the incidents. Um, and if you're going to change things, change one thing at a time, because if it, it fixed something, you want to know what fixed it, right? So if you replaced your toys and the same thing's happening and you replace your lube, and the same things are happening, then you change the type of condoms, and then maybe something changes. I mean, do one thing at a time.
1: Yeah, right? process of elimination. Yeah. And, you know, obviously I think a lot of people did go out and change out their sex toys, and I've heard from some of you who are you know, vastly better off today because you did make that change, and some of you are still having some issues, and that's when the light really came on for me that maybe there's something else, and then lubricant was the next, you know, Logical step for me to try and help you guys is to say, okay, let's look at your lube. So, just changing out your lube for the next thing on the shelf, bad call. Do a little homework and see what you got. Or you can just go, fuck it, we're going to listen to Mickey and Mallory. And if you're going to do that, then the answer is pretty much slick with an Uber lube. Slick with Uber lube, you can't go wrong. And if you're going to go to Target or Walmart, good, clean
0: love. Yep, agreed.
1: It's, it's just quick, quick, quick. Now, I mean, I can give you a bunch more, but if you just need me to just give you the answer, that's the answer.
0: You're welcome. You're welcome.
1: Now, by the way, Sliquid makes flavored lubes. Those flavored lubes aren't good either for sex. Yes. Flavored lubes and fragrances are bad in a vagina. Don't do that. Uh, I think that's pretty much the cliff notes on the whole episode, right? Yes. Don't stick random shit in your pussy if you don't know what it's going to do. Correct. How about cucumbers? Are cucumbers okay in
0: a vagina? We're not going to talk about that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks. I have a ton of research in... The show notes for you guys feel free to check them out click on the links give these authors and the different bloggers and stuff and places that I grab some of this information give them some love give them a follow let them know that it was useful to you.
0: And if you guys have any questions that we didn't cover regarding lube and we we are going to try to actually get some manufacturer reps on the show to talk about this and have a little debate you know fireside chat if you will um, Hmm. regarding you know lube. Feel free to shoot us your questions. Yeah,
1: shoot us some questions that we can ask these guys for you if we miss something. And, of course, if you have something else that you're dying to know way too much information about, we got all science and learned you this episode. Yay, let science. Let us know. Oh, science. Woohoo. Hey, Mallory, it's been a yeah. while. Hi. You want to tell everybody where to find us? But
0: I just gave you sweet love this weekend. That too. Oh, that's not what you're talking about. No, but I'd like some more. Yes. So we are Casual Swinger everywhere. You can find us at CasualSwinger.com and feel free to shoot us a message podcast at CasualSwinger.com. See, I remembered where we live. <laughs> um, we are also on social media as Casual Swinger. That is Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. And then you can find us on the dating sites uh, Double Date Nation, SLS, SDC, and Cassidy.
1: And I think that's pretty much the complete list. That is. All right, guys. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Hope you enjoyed this exploration of lube we called Slippery When Wet. You've been listening to Casual Swinger. Gotta keep lubricated.